Hi, this is Millie, and welcome to the Escaping Narcissistic Mothers podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. I can help you navigate the difficult waters of going no contact. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word. Hi, everybody. I hope you're doing well. First of all, I want to remind all of you to please follow me on Instagram. I have I will have everything linked down in the show notes. Also, if you're in need of guidance and you want a coaching session with me, click on my link tree. The first button is book a session. Click on that just for the information, just clicking on it. Don't be afraid. You're not going to book a session. It'll just tell you what the cost is and what the process is. Okay? Please share this podcast. Okay? Um, That's how it's going to grow. Now, I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) I'm actually shocked at that. I started this podcast three and a half years ago with no expectations. Actually never thought I would be where I am today as far as numbers. I I didn't think anything of it actually. I started it and I've said this in the past because my husband thought I should. Because on days where my anxiety was very high, where I was feeling really badly, I would go on and put my voice recorder on my phone and start recording. And he said, instead of that, why don't you just do the same thing, but put in a podcast. And that's what I decided to do. And I couldn't believe that people were listening to me. And of course, it was, you know, a few, like 10, 12, 15 people when I would put a podcast out. And then it grew and it grew and it grew because I didn't realize there were so many of us, just like you didn't know either, right? If you are not on my Instagram, you'll see that there's a lot of us. And there's pa- there's other pages, right, that are um, about narcissists. There's not as many narcissistic mother pages, but there's a lot of narcissist pages. So we've all dealt with narcissists. Um, and please, if you just like the podcast and, and you want to contribute ideas to me or just want to say thank you, by all means, um, patronize me. Um, don't patronize me. Patronize me with cash. Um, since this is all I do, um, there's a link also, and it's through Buzzsprout, so that's that's what, where you'll be taken. So I appreciate anything you can do for me, and, I'm, and, and I do ask, because this is what I do. This is my job. This is my job, and sometimes I have days where, just like everyone else, I don't want to do it. Okay, and and the reason being sometimes that I just don't want to be in it, you know, like sometimes I just want to step away and say, I'm done with this. I 
I don't want to think about this anymore. You know, especially since my mother died. Although, I'm still suffering. And I'll talk a little bit about that um, in this podcast. I'm, I'm still suffering. I'm not... This is not... Healing is not a process that ends. Right? Right? Even when you break a limb, you, you have weeks with a cast and then you know you you have maybe you have some physical therapy whatever it, but your leg is never the same or your arm whatever it's never the same well this is how this works too you are never the same and you are constantly it feels like an uphill battle sometimes this is actually what this podcast is about um and so sometimes I just want to turn my back on it. It feels easier than having to deal with it, right? To confront it, to, to talk about it over and over and over again. But I still do it. I don't do it for the same reasons I used to. I don't need to talk about my situation anymore. I do it so that you're validated, um, but I don't need to. I remember when it all first happened, when I first realized, right? That was my last podcast. Um, When I first realized my mother was a narcissist, it was what I wanted to tell everybody, um, tell everybody my story. And that's just not a good idea, (laughs) but it is what happens to, I'm sure, all of us, right? You're in a group and... You just start blurting things out. And you don't mean to. I mean, you're not doing it in a bad way. It's just you need to talk about it. Um, People don't want to hear it. That's the problem. So we need to learn how to do this in a better way. Okay, so coaching with me would be a good way to do that. Um, And I know what's going to happen. I can't tell you specific every step. But I can guess pretty easily what a narcissist is going to do, okay? So that you don't have surprises, so that you're prepared for those moments. That's that's what I want to help you do. And to get to your ultimate goal, I want to stress again, I am not the no-contact therapist. Um, therapist, I'm not a therapist. A coach. I'm not the no-contact coach, um, my goal is not to make everyone in the world no contact with their parent. <laughs> that would be insane. Um, my goal is to help you to deal with your situation wherever you are. Okay? All right, so enough of that. Um, again, I hope you're having a good day and a good week, right? Um, we're starting March. I mean, not starting so much anymore. Um, I hope that whatever it is that you wanted for 2023 is happening. Some weird stuff has already happened, you know, in the world. And one thing you can do to help your mental health in general is to stay away from watching the news too much and stay away from social media as much as possible. Um, This is social media, 
I understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I get that this is social media and that I do want you to listen, but this is for your healing. Um, stay away from TikTok. TikTok's not good, okay? Um, I myself ha- ha- sometimes have nights where I'm just... The higher my anxiety, the most likely I am, the more likely I am to go to TikTok to doom scroll and just watch and watch and watch for nothing, to get nothing out of it. And um, they're talking about banning it. And of course, everyone's freaking out about it because a lot of people have become famous because of TikTok, but it's a flimsy thing. No offense. It, it if you've become famous on TikTok, right? If you have, I hope that you have another medium, you know, that you're on Instagram or YouTube as well, because TikTok is, it's really not meant to be forever. That's how I see it. Anyway, so what I want to talk about is the times that I get questions and I apologize I cannot answer every question, okay? It is draining on me, right? Emotionally, you can imagine. It's not like it used to be. My first uh, podcast, I used to say, send me a DM, I'll answer you. And I realized I was doing therapy sessions, right? Coaching sessions for free. I was spending time and energy and then I would have to like, do something to get my mind off of it. I So this is me putting down a boundary, which is fine, right? That's what we're supposed to do. So if you want advice, book a session with me, right? I might give you a quick answer, but I'm not going to do what I used to do. I just can't anymore, you know? I can't. Um, so, I mean... Some of you noticed probably that I've slowed down posting even on Instagram because that's just they change those algorithms so much that you don't know what's the right way to post anymore. So it, it it's <laughs> technology, right? I wish this wasn't attached to having followers so that, you know, I, I just wish it wasn't. I wish that you could I could just do this the way I used to do this. Just do it and, and it doesn't matter. But it matters. It's my only little bit of income is these things and it's very little but is the only thing so I have to do it all right so what are we talking about we're talking about when you first either go no contact and no it doesn't have to be no contact it could just be you realized and you stepped back right So if you talk to your mom every single day like me, or even went to her house almost every day like me, you don't do that anymore. You've stepped back. You decided I'm gonna I'm gonna have less contact to expose myself less to the situation. And you feel the fear, obligation, and guilt. You feel the fog very strongly. Okay. The fog is not coming from you, just so you know that. You think it is. You think it's your, you feel, it, it, it's you. It's You feel guilt 
because you're doing something wrong. They trained you all of those years before that you had to talk to them every day. You're afraid that if you're no longer with them, something bad is going to happen because you don't have their support because they made you feel that you couldn't survive without them. I know that firsthand. Like my mother literally would say to me, you couldn't survive without me. I mean, it's not even like it was underhanded. It was very out there. It was literally what she said. Okay? And of course, the obligation is just, this is the way it's always done, so I have to keep doing it this way. Right? Like Christmas or Christmas Eve. I go to my mom's house every Christmas Eve, so I'm going to continue to do that because it's my obligation as her daughter or her son. Nope, not at all. I'm going to tell you something my therapist told me, and it was simple yet powerful. No one is born and put gets a stamp on the bottom of their foot that says, good daughter or good son, right? Now, that implies that if you don't comply with the things that you believe you have to do that makes you a bad daughter or son. Absolutely not. The stamp should say child and that's it, right? Because we aren't born so that we can serve our parents in any way. We're born because they wanted us and they're supposed to take care of us and turn us into good human beings to go out into the world eventually. But our parents did not do that. Our parents, our mothers, had us so that they would have guaranteed narcissistic supply for 18 years at least. In most cases, they're able to control us for way longer than that. Okay? And that is the truth. So... What I'm talking about here today is when you have the fear, obligation, and guilt, and that comes up because you've done something to protect yourself, you don't want to feel it. You don't want to feel bad. You don't want to feel sad. You don't want to feel the fear. You don't want to feel guilty. Okay, let me see if I can at least make the guilt a little bit better. Guilt is a feeling that is only useful when you've actually done something wrong, okay? So, you did something to your friend. You didn't, you didn't mean to hurt them, but you did. And you feel guilty. So, you go to your friend and you apologize and you change your behavior and everything is okay. And you feel better. You want to feel better this way about this? You're not going to apologize to your parent because you're, you're not responsible for anything. They are. The best way to make your guilt just a little bit better, and, and I, it's not that I want you to spend your time thinking about what they did to you. It's just pick one thing. Just pick one thing that they did to you that was 
horrendous. And that's going to make you feel better. That's going to make the guilt better. Because you're going to be like, but they did this. I had so many things to pick from that the guilt was there. Don't get me wrong. It was there when I went no contact. But the reason I went no contact was that I didn't have electricity after a hurricane for 10 days. And my parents did, and they hid it from me so I wouldn't go over there. Okay? That's what made me go no contact. I'm their daughter, and they didn't want me to have electricity. They didn't want me to be comfortable. They wanted me to die. It was 97 degrees two days after the hurricane. I live in Florida. (laughs) That's what ultimately made me go no contact. I was already very low contact because I had found out months before that I had three older brothers I didn't know existed for 42 years. Okay? So find something. I mean, obviously, if you've pulled back and you're feeling guilty, you pulled back for a reason. What are are those reasons? Now, I wish I could give you another way to make you feel better. But unfortunately, this is real life. Okay, and in life, we have to accept what's happening. And we have to go through the pain of what's happening. We just have to. That's the only way to heal a wound, okay? If you cut yourself, okay, can you just cry and and, and say, Don't hurt anymore to the cut and let the cut stop hurting? Nope. You have to feel the pain and then let it heal by not sticking your fingers in it, not putting salt on it. Okay? So you have to you have to let time pass. Anyone who's been no contact for a long time will give you the same advice because there is Nothing. You can go to therapy for sure or do coaching with me to understand your your specific position, to understand what's going on, to be able to see what may be coming. But healing wounds, healing that wound is very It's not very difficult. It's just there's no way around feeling what you have to feel before you feel better. Um, I'm at a point now, and I I talked about this in my uh, other podcast, one of my other podcasts, I think the last one, where I talked about how raw my first few podcasts were. Because all I did was cry because the wounds were so knew they were gaping right and I cried and cried um I stopped talking to a friend of mine that was a year after I'd gone no contact or that's not true it was a few months after no contact it was a year after I found out about my brothers because that's what happened it was over that I just wish like every time I I I I read how do I get over it The fog. How do I get over feeling guilty? 
it's their programming that makes you feel guilty. You have to learn how to deprogram your mind. And it's just a matter of keep keep telling yourself, this is not me. This is them. They told me to feel guilty. They showed me that if I didn't comply, that I had to feel bad. I was punished for things that weren't punishable punishable as a child. So now I'm punishing myself for something that's not punishable. For something that I'm doing to protect myself. You have to keep telling yourself until you believe it. Because the problem is in the beginning, you are not going to believe that. It's There's a doubt in your mind and it's going to creep in and say... You know that's not true. You know you're a bad child. Again, not your voice. That's not you. You're the person who made the choice to step back, to put boundaries or go no contact. Right? Whatever you've done, you made the choice. That's what you did. Everything else is what they have been doing to you for years, your entire life. Our situation is so difficult because we don't know anything else. All we know is this is how it always was. This is, this is it, right? Like I said, in my case, My mother used to literally tell me that I couldn't survive without her. I remember one time she was just in, Jesus, she was in good form that day. And she just wouldn't stop with her, um, you know, the reactive abuse. She was just poking at me and, and, and provoking me and... And I was, and I said to her, hey, you better watch what you say to me. I'm the one that's in charge of what old age home you go to. And she said, ha, 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 you're the one that needs me. I don't need you, right? Knowing damn well, and I, and I'm, and I remember thinking, is she insane? Is she insane? You know, not the part about me not needing her, because I truly believed that I couldn't live without her. I did. I 100% believed it. And not only did I live without her, I emotionally am a much stronger person, a much smarter person than I ever was. And then she died. And instead of this deep grief, I felt deep relief. Right? I felt relief. There are still moments in my own life that I feel, I almost feel bad for her. I almost feel bad. Because I think to myself, she lived a life that was a complete lie. Because their their lives are lies. That's the mask, right? That They call it a mask. But it's not a mask. It's a lie. It, it's just their whole lives are one big lie. 
You know, they're the best person in the world. Everyone thinks so because they behave. They're lying to the world. They can't really feel love. And that is horrible. I can't, I can't fathom living my life without feeling love. Because they really don't. They don't know how to love. The only person they feel for is themselves. The only time that they cry is because something didn't go their way. Okay? That's who they are. Everything is very superficial. You are only worth what you can give to them. And that is including us, their children. We are an extension of themselves. Of them. And if we don't live up to what they want, then we get punished even though it's their expectation which they never told us about, right? I used to get threatened all the time. And I'm, and I'm sure this is something that you guys can relate to. Um, when I was in high school especially, if I didn't get good grades that she was going to put me in a boarding school. And I was terrified of going to a boarding school. I didn't want to go to a boarding school. She had set it up, so I'd be terrified. Oh, my God, how am I going to live without my mother? I had anxiety issues already. I mean, I had anxiety since I was a child. And so that would be the threat. It, you know, it's taken me years to figure all of those things out, all those little things. Do we have to figure everyone out? No. Some of them have come to me during a podcast, actually. The, the podcast has been helpful to me. <laughs> um, because in the process of making these podcasts, sometimes I've, I've had a moment where I'm like, oh, my God, this is what really happened. I talked about um, my cat in the last podcast and I figured out I was confused for years as to what happened to my cat and I finally figured it out, right? That it was her. She was the only one who had access to my house. She took my cat. Um, so... Trying to forcefully or having a shortcut, like me telling you, oh, yeah, there's a shortcut for sure. And if someone out there is selling you this shortcut, don't don't believe them because there's no such shortcut. Emotions and feelings that have been put inside of you for your entire life aren't going to go away. In five minutes. They're just not. They're not going to go away. It takes time. Okay. Yes. You should go to therapy. Yes. You should have a coaching session with me. More than one. Right. Because there's a lot of therapists out there that. More coming up. But a lot of them still don't know about narcissism. Don't understand and they're going to steer you in the wrong direction. Not uh, They're not trying to be bad in that sense. But there are therapists that are also narcissists. Because that kind of profession attracts narcissists. 
Let me warn you there. But some of them have been trained that the best way to resolve conflict is through communication, regardless of who you're communicating with. And that's the the key there, right? So hopefully if you do go to a therapist, you know you you know enough to understand that if they're saying, well, you should try and talk to your mother, that that's not a good idea, okay? That they should be helping you to resolve your feelings, not try to get back together with your mother because they're just basically another flying monkey and a gaslighter at that point, right? Um, And I'm never going to advise that. Okay, I'm not the no contact person, but I'm not going to advise you, hey, you should have more communication with your mother, not if she's truly a narcissist. And again, I'm not even a therapist. I can't I can't tell you I can't diagnose someone. I go by what you tell me, right? I go by the things that you tell me and then I can I can help you. It doesn't matter if the person is or is not 100% a narcissist like like you know there's nine traits of narcissism and to be a person with narcissistic personality disorder you have to have five of the nine traits that I'm it doesn't matter okay that's something that I try to put out there i know that those podcasts where i explain narcissism do well because you want to know for sure but the bottom line is, if if your mother is a toxic person in your life, even if she doesn't fully fit the, the five out of nine personality traits, that doesn't mean that you should stay in a situation in which someone is toxic. Because the core of the issues is that they never, ever admit to being wrong. Because they have bought their own lies at this point. They believe their own lies. They have to believe them. Otherwise, they can't convince other people that they're saints and that they're the victim and you're the bad guy, right? So there really isn't anything that I can tell you. Hey, you can snap your finger and do this. If you fast 14 hours then you won't feel bad anymore. This is a bad situation. It's a bad situation. You realize that your mother or father is a person who has been hurting you your entire life. How am I supposed to tell you to not feel those feelings? It's your entire life. It's the people who were supposed to care for you. These are the people that 100% were responsible for making you feel good and safe and cared for. And they didn't do that. How am I supposed to give you a way out of that? Out of those feelings? I can't because it's not possible. You have to feel your feelings. We are somehow in society have been taught that we're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to feel bad. And in part, it was your own parent who did it. Because my mother used to tell me, 
Crying doesn't solve anything. I remember one time I just realized that there was nothing wrong with crying. And I said, well, not crying doesn't solve anything either. I had moments of clarity when I was still enmeshed with my mother. I did. I had moments of clarity. But it doesn't really matter if I had moments or not. I mean, until I got out, it it, it didn't really start to hurt. I mean, I I told you what happened, that we didn't have power and they did. and So we ended up in a hotel. We got lucky we even had it. Um, I have to tell you that that was the beginning of me and my husband ha- having debt. Because it was $700 that we did not have to spend on a hotel that I put on a credit card that I had just gotten. Um, and I thank God that we had it. Otherwise, we, we wouldn't have had the hotel. But... In that in that time that I was in the hotel, I was mentally having I mean, I was I had moments where I had a nervous breakdown and my poor husband didn't know how to handle it either. And it was affecting him. And I wish it hadn't. I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way, right? That your your mental state is affecting the people you love. Um, and my daughter. But I had to go through that. I had to feel awful. And then when that initial really horrible feeling went away, then it was anger. It was anger that kept me going. But when the anger went away, I was still in a place where it still it hurt. I wasn't angry anymore, and it hurt. That's where I am now with my father. I mentioned that I was going through something. Um, for those of you that have not been listening to my podcast, if you have, well, I'm sorry, you have to hear this again. <laughs> um. My mother died September 2021, so it's been almost a year and a half. And I was hoping that my father would be my father for the first time ever. That I would have my father. And that did not happen, okay? The opposite has happened. He blames me. He is upset that I went no contact with my with my mother and has decided that he has doesn't want anything to do with me. And I feel awful. I feel awful. And I know there's podcasts in the past that I, where I talk about well, I'm glad he's not in my life and That's the anger. That's the anger part. The anger is gone. And what I feel is he's 80 years old. He's going to be 81 this year. 
Is he drinking himself to death in his house? Is he doing things that are purposely bad for him because he has to live with the fact, by the way, my three brothers are on my dad's side. My dad was married twice before my mother and had three kids. I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, but the story I heard my whole life was that they had only married each other, um, that I was their only kid. So that was a shock to me that he had been married twice before my mother and had kids he had abandoned. So I know in my mind that my father's not a great person, okay? Because he did abandon three little kids. The oldest one when he was five, the one in the middle when he was seven. I was already alive at this point. My That brother actually met me when I was a baby. And the youngest one, he never really met. So, um... This is not a good man. Regardless of he was being controlled by my mother, by the his second wife, who was the one who told him not to go contact with, not to have contact with the first kid. Now, I'm assuming these things. I have never, I don't know how it happened. I don't know if there was a choice he made or if, or if it was, you know, a choice that was made for him, kind of. You know, he was told he that if he wanted to stay in the marriage, that he had to, you know, have nothing to do with his past. I, I really don't know. I'm assuming. But in all reality, I don't know if he made that choice himself, which would make it even worse. I know that in my mind, in my intellect. I know my father's not a good person. But I still feel bad because I had that hope that he would be my father for the first time ever. Because, yes, he was there in quotations, but he had to, he worked two jobs when I was a kid, so I barely saw him because he tried to stay away from my mother. He should know better. And I should know better. And yet I still feel like He's going to die. I'm going to get a phone call from either a cop or my ex-husband or my daughter telling me your father died. They found him dead in the house because he didn't take care of himself. He had a heart attack. He didn't go to the hospital. And I may be totally wrong. I may be totally wrong. And I know that too. So there you go. I am one of you. And I'm going through pain right now. To the point where I am physically not feeling well. I have headaches every day. My stomach doesn't feel good. This is why I didn't do this podcast yesterday. I am one of you. I have feelings. I know the right thing here. Okay. So let's put it, let, let's put it out there. I know the right thing to do. I know that the best thing I could do is stay away. Because all I would be taking on is probably taking care of someone who never took care of me. 
I mean, literally never took care of me, never defended me, never did anything to tell my mother, hey, that's not right, nothing. And at times even joined her in the abuse. I know the right thing to do. The right thing to do is say, thank God he doesn't want anything to do with me. That means I'm guilt-free here. I don't feel guilty. I feel bad, right? It's not guilt. I, I, I understand that I'm not in a place to feel guilty here. But I feel bad. I feel like, what if he's not taking care of himself? It's all these questions. And what I need to do is is let time pass. And I know that, okay? And that's why I'm talking about this with you. Because, so now I had the, the, the year, and a, a year of anger. And I know, I, you know, I... I I'm sorry, I'm at a loss for words right now. I I know that the best thing is, you know, he's doing me a favor and he's such a horrible person. And that horrible person still exists, but the anger is gone. And even though all those things are true, I I just feel bad. But I know that if I just sit back and, and feel my feelings and cry when I want to, that... Eventually, I will feel better, and I will be better off, okay? At this point, I don't even have contact with anyone who could make me feel bad. No one. No one cares. The people that I stop talking to is my mother's side of the family, not my father. My father's family's in Cuba, and he stopped talking to them. So, that's unfortunate for me, but... But anyway, so this is the course of action. The course of action is just, you have to keep telling yourself, this is the right thing to do, right? And that's what I can help you do, is point out, hey, this, did they do this for you? No, then why are you feeling guilty? But I can't do that in a podcast because I don't know your situation, of course. So I have to remind myself that when I went no contact, he made no attempt to call me, see how I was doing, nothing. He didn't do anything. So why should I worry about anything now? He thinks he's punishing me. He's 80 years old. I I still have a life to live, right? I mean, I'm not young anymore, but I'm younger than him. <laughs> so I I I'm I'm not sure what the punishment is, but anyway. So I hope that was helpful. Okay, I hope that even if it's not what you wanted to hear, and if someone is selling you. Okay, warning, because I have seen ads or, or someone, you know, trying to sell their coaching, or either they're, they're coaching by video or whatever, telling you that there's an easy way to get over the issue with the mother or the father, run, 
<laughs> because there isn't. You're going to spend money and you're not going to feel better. Okay, you're going to spend money, you're going to do a program and you're going to realize this is this is the no. There's no secret. There's no easy way. It's like with diets. There's always a red flag when they tell you on a diet program that do, you know, do drink grapefruit juice you know every day or here's a little gummy that'll make you skinny. You know that's not true. Well, the same thing goes for for that kind of situation. You just have to lose weight, cut calories, eat better, exercise, it's science, a calorie deficit and you lose weight. I know cuz I did it once. That's the only way. It's the only way. You don't need someone to tell you what to eat. You know what to eat. You know what's good for you. You know what's bad for you. You know. And same thing with this. There's no shortcut. You have to go the long way. You have to calorie deficit and eat the stuff you don't really like at first. But then you're going to see the results. And you're going to feel good. And you're going to feel better. Okay? All right, guys, I hope that was helpful. Um, Like I said, I wish I had more specific news and better news than you just have to feel your feelings. But a way to make yourself feel a little better is to remind yourself of what they did to you. Okay? And that they remind yourself that not only did they do it, but there's no excuse for what they did. Okay? They did it on purpose. They did it to get narcissistic supply. You have to remember those traits of who they are. It's not, oh, they couldn't help themselves. Yeah, they could. They chose not to. That'll help you a little. All right, guys. I love you so much. I hope you you have a great week. Um, and until next time. <laughs>